amazing so i'll start yeah. with my first question uh, sure. my first question is beginning your journey towards your passion from taj mahal palace mumbai and the langham hilton hotel london to your first venture a uh, capability to being a chef at tel aviv to building and establishing moshes to what we all know and love you have really been unstoppable we want to know how you discovered this passion the moments where you decided this is it so let me uh, go back to when i was about 20 21 so prior to 21 i was doing too many things in life Uh, i was um, i was studying uh, b i was doing my i was being a science graduate um, and then uh, i was pursuing that to enter into medical university uh, which i couldn't afford the fees at that time because that time you had a, a capitation fee so i i gave that idea up uh, i started flying i went to flying school here uh, i flew for a few months uh, i got totally bored because I, my mind was far more active and i and i said to myself that I can't imagine taking off, staring at the sky for X amount of hours, then landing for the rest of my life. So I, I dropped that career, and then I landed up in a agricultural settlement in Israel. Because I was doing so many things out here, I didn't want to kind of burden my parents anymore with with all my pursuits in life. So I said, I'll just go there, and there it's a community where you work to get you work in a in an agricultural settlement, and they give you accommodation. and they give you food and you uh, they look after you so you work it's like a work and uh, and kind of it's a way of life i would say where when you're 21 you really have you, you can you don't have money you have nothing so this the kibbutz that company would take care of you so i joined over there and i joined i was working in the avocado fields for 6 months okay and then winter came in and became very cold so i requested them can i Can I go to warmer place because I can't work in? It's really ice cold out in the fields. So they put me in the kitchen. It was warmer, and uh, I started dabbling with food. And uh, a few weeks went by, and I actually began loving it, uh, much to the amazement of everybody else, because they thought they'd teach me a lesson and put me in a warm place, because nobody wanted to be in the kitchen. uh it was very hot a lot of hard work and food so not everybody wants to cook but i began loving it so that's where my first interest into food went and then i came back to bombay and i i, I thought i can't live there and work in that kind of a system condition so i said yeah so, so let me come back to india i'll do a course and then i'll go back so i have some qualifications so i joined safaris i joined a few months late but when they did my trials they realized i knew far more at that time than some of the professors as well in terms of what i did so i did a one year and a two year diploma and then i joined the taj so this is my first entry uh this how i actually got into cooking you know in that sense that was your question wow that is an interesting journey it is yeah. so in between of your life and after that getting into this i think this is uh, something which we did not know about this is very beautiful so there was a problem with me 
the problem with me was that whatever I put my mind to, I did well. But that doesn't mean I enjoyed it, right? So my, my, I had a tussle within myself that if I did flying, I ordered the batch of 30, two of us for our licenses, I was one of them. So I did well. So then how do you convert what you do well into what you love to do? So, so that was my conflict. So I, I, I don't know if, if flying was, I did so well. But did I love it? Did I actually, can I, did I actually love it? So I don't, so that was a conflict all the time at that time until I discovered food. And then food was my calling for sure. Wow. And that is your journey today. So. Oh, completely. I still, uh, yeah, I, I eat, drink, sleep. I just love what I do. So this is. Wow. That's quite inspiring. Amazing. So um, I'm going to go to my next question. And I'm really intrigued. Um, tell us about your capability. How did you come up with the concept? What was the most interesting and the most challenging part of combining hospitality and entrepreneurship? So after my stint with Taj, I got a job with the Hilton in London. I was there with them for a few years. And uh, then Hilton was doing a transfer. Uh, I, I was in London for some time. And actually, I, even though I like London, I was getting, I couldn't bear that. It was very gloomy and dark. And we were in the kitchen uh, to most part of our lives. So we would, un, the kitchen was in the basement. So I didn't see sunshine for months. Uh, I didn't like that atmosphere. I learned a lot. I love what I did, but there was too much of gloom in that country, you know, darkness. And so I thought I'll, I'll shift jobs. And then they, they said they'll transfer me somewhere else. And I said, no, I'll take a break. And I came back to India. So when I came back to India, uh, I said, what do I do? Because I had nothing again, I'm back to zero. Uh, so there was a small uh, a tin shed which my uh, grandfather owned in Windy Bazaar. Uh, so it was shut, it was like a small tin shed. So I, I decided maybe I'll start something there, catering or whatever. So I, I did the place up and uh, I said, what do you do? How do you start with nothing? Okay. So I bought a few gas rangers, and employed two cooks. And I said, I said, maybe I'll start with doing office lunches. And okay. uh, I approached many people at that time and nobody wanted a fresher because no experience, right? So they won't, they won't trust Ooh. you. Until one fine day, there was a lady in the bank of Nova Scotia and they were unhappy with their caterer. And I happened to pop in at that same time. And I said, try me out for three days. If you guys don't like the food, great. I mean, I won't, there's no, not, you lose nothing. So she gave me a shot and they liked the food. And that's how we started doing 40, 40 lunches uh, to the bank. And from there we, I got, because the food was so good, uh, we really made nothing. We made zero money. Well, I used to wake up at five. We had two cooks. At that time, the wholesale market was at Baikala. So I used to take my, I had an old, very old Jalapi, uh, truck to the market at 5 a.m. and do all my market purchases from there to Crawford Market in the morning. Buy all my meats, come back, help the guys cook, pack the bags, pack the tiffins, go into my car, go to the place, serve the people, 
pack my dabbas again come back and plan for the next day this went on till other banks started approaching me for food and then uh, we were the first guys to broke the union in city bank uh, when wow. they when they they had a very strong union where the american guy the american head of city bank that time their office was in diamond point so now i want moshe on capability so we got into city bank and then we then it was just uphill we had we were doing i think close to 600 lunches a day uh we were doing office parties and then after three and a half years of capability we were doing really well i thought i was in, in israel and i left that you know i was in the kibbutz and i enjoyed my life there it was beautiful and something was called me back okay so i said if i don't do it now i'll i'll get stuck in, in this place and i'll keep doing catering and i'll keep increasing and at a point where i will never leave true so i said let me there's a calling and if i don't answer it now i will never in in future i will may i may regret so one fine day i packed my bags i told the guys who were running my company uh, the manager said it's all yours uh, i'm not here i packed my bags and moved to israel in a week yeah okay. i know <laughs> in, and because yeah yeah it actually yeah maybe a little over a week yeah and how was your experience so, moved i might i i i moved it completely and i was in well the the government supports you initially they let you they teach you the language uh, half the time okay and uh, so but i couldn't afford i had no money so i was doing part time uh, chef work in the evening so in in the day during the class i would be fast asleep because there's no way i could keep my eyes open i was too exhausted so my entire uh, teaching time there was like five four months i was sleeping in class um but i used to work in the evenings to pay my rent that was there's no way to live right how do you live true i can't be a student like that forever and then of course i got a job at the hilton in 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 israel in tel aviv because i had worked at the hilton in london so it was easy for them to kind of just take you in i was with them for quite a few years and uh, i rose the rank uh, through the ranks uh, uh right from the lower ends to the to to way up like really high that's amazing i was there and then after after about three and a half four years i couldn't see myself uh I, i that was it i couldn't see myself going further so like that was and i said oh that's then come stagnation right then you can be comfortable in your job yeah. you enjoy everything you have a love, you have pay scale you have friends and that's when i decided that i'm going to go back to india <laughs> 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 that's amazing because because whatever i've learned all those years i feel i could do a lot more here with my ideas and thoughts true so i came back so i packed my bags i did a reverse migration i came back amazing and and then i said yeah ask me come on go ahead <laughs> no i'm more the next question what thing i can tell something later yes So then came other the other places which I can talk to you later about as well. When I came back, how I you know how I got into opening the city's first nightclub. Uh, Athena was that was the first one. 
Yes. But for for investors, not it didn't belong to me. Okay. Uh, it was a group of investors at the time. Yeah. Wow. So understanding from your journey, um, as you said that you know you were listening to your calling. So um. many a times being an entrepreneur myself um so i'm just intrigued knowing something that listening to your calling and being fearless and taking the steps which you took which um a lot of people even though they might have calling and they don't really take and there are few people like you who do take it who do take the risk so um can you tell me is it the fearlessness or is it the risk factor or how exactly what came in your mind while taking the steps towards those decisions so when you i'll answer that question in a particular way because in terms of risk uh, i honestly feel that because i started with nothing you know when you start with nothing in your pockets uh and you you climb your way up uh what can happen after 5 years you'll have nothing right but then you know that you can make your way back up so what you risk you're risking going back to that square but you also know that you can you have the ability to build from there again so you don't mind risking it wow true right so that was a simple thought process that came to me most times because it, today i could lose a lot but then at the same time i'm used to not having a lot so Love. what do i lose nothing i'm only i'm only gaining right i'm only gaining something different something new and i'm sure it would work because it's that's how things have been right and you put your mind you put your expertise you put you put everything like you don't do things like you know what i'll open a small cloud kitchen and i'll see if it works i don't then you're you're actually cutting yourself short right there so what's your dream your dream has been to open say a restaurant but no i'm going to open a tiny cloud kitchen in my grandmother's back room so i'm being extremely conservative and so will the results will the results also will be conservative or worse true it's only when you're actually willing to put it all down in like right there then you then you you can't back off can you then you know you you, you like you're in it for everything and that's true. the best shot this has been very inspiring for me i'm sure even it's going to be very inspiring for the listeners because there are very few people um i'm sure that you're quite humble but i'm saying it because uh there are very few people who take these steps and as you said that you know eventually there's nothing to lose and there's more to learn and i think this is very inspiring so thank you wow. thank you so much so i'll go to my next third question um you are now conducting one day workshop was in alibag tell us more about the workshop how does one enroll for it uh, do they need experience in the culinary culinary or hospitality industry though these workshops what is your vision and how has the experience been so far okay so basically uh, i 
I sold my company in most days, uh, seven. Yeah, this year would make it eight years, eight years ago. I think many of us are aware of that. <laughs> I mean, so the, yes. So the, so the idea was that uh, when you, uh, there was a plan even before that. Okay, so the plan also was that I will, I will run this company and I'll do it really well for 10 years. Uh, when I built, when I started doing it, I had a plan. So it wasn't like uh, something that would grow and grow and grow. So when nine, nine years got over, I knew the 10th year is coming and time to sell. Uh, I missed the target by about, I think, four months because I sold 10, month, 10 years and about six months down the line. Okay. Now, the idea of selling was because uh, it became very big. Moshe's became very, very big, many outlets. But at the same time, uh, it, it became something I, I didn't want it, but it, it, it was a path, uh, a path that I couldn't stop. Uh, at that time, we owned, I owned nothing. Uh, all the places were rental. Uh, there was, I, I didn't have my, I didn't have a place where to stay as well. I didn't have an apartment and nothing was there. We didn't have nothing. I had no tangible as such. Okay. Now, 10 years, I could continue the same process. I could open 15 more outlets and all that stuff. I could just go on and on and on. But then it cuts me in terms of who am I, who I've always been. I've been a chef. And uh, after the latter part of my years with Moshe's, I was just sitting in an office. There's no way I had any time to go back and, and do what I love to do. So when I thought, let me just, the plan was to sell anyway. By selling, I'll get a corpus the way I can actually buy a house. I could buy a small farm. Uh, I could do things. Uh, I'm not under pressure to, you know, to kind of make my ends meet or all those things. So when that happened, when I sold the company, I had a clause stating that I can't open another business for six years. Okay. It's a non-compete that we all sign. Uh, mine was very stringent uh, because they knew that I've got a lot more years ahead to stuff. If I was 70 years old and I sold, they'll think less, right? True. But they knew that I could restart. So they put a very stringent clause of six years, no F&B business. Okay. Uh, just said, okay. But I asked them, can I, can I at least teach? So teaching is non-compete. It doesn't come in their complete thing. So they said, yeah, you can teach if you want, but not in, in Mumbai city limits. It has to be outside. So okay. Alibaba came up. And the classes started, uh, the reason why I started them was to keep me busy. Of course. And to keep me, and to keep me occupied and make me, my mind going and be creative. And so at that time I, I did a survey of all the cooking classes in Bombay, every single one. And I went to all of them. Okay. And generally, yeah, most of them I went to myself. There were people who were shocked seeing me. Interesting. But I wanted to see, but I wanted to see what everyone did. So whatever I do has to be far, far better and far more rewarding to people, right? True. So that's why Alibaba came up. Uh, it became an experience. It became a day out. It was hands-on. You know, the classes were just like, you know, you sit around and somebody demonstrates or whatever. And it was... Uh, a unique experience where people ex enjoyed getting out for the day. The idea was learning something and uh, getting out for the day. 
it wasn't uh, so anyone could have come like as you asked me anyone could join you yeah. don't have to be you don't have to be an experienced person in fact we got batches groups of lawyers uh, large groups of doctors uh, like business guys i i won't take names but you can name the industrialists they had come for their for their families for their out so all that happened so they came up to the for the class for the classes so it was more like a became an event place we also had groups that came in from overseas so that we are, we attracted a lot of uh, traffic from overseas so the the ships the ships that dock into mumbai out here the passenger ships the cruise ones yeah. so people would come directly and see they have activities lined up from there for them so one of them was like a day out with uh, with in alibagh in the farm learning indian food so even though i didn't completely do indian but we had somebody else who did that so yeah that went on till about 2 uh, or 3 years ago when covid came in and and then you we were building the cafe so it is served the time for a date it, i don't know if i'll restart it yet i don't know what i'll do there again but that was a phase the school you made yeah the studio okay Because I don't have the time at the moment to do it. I don't have the time at all. So, I think that was another experience. I think um, the more and more I am understanding about your journey, it's becoming so interesting because it's not just stuck to one dimension. There are so mm-hmm. dimensions, and that is what is so interesting and inspiring. So thank you. Yeah. amazing um so i'll go to my fourth question now um the world of culinary is evolving every day and we have come a long way ahead be it with respect to different cuisines the awareness of these different cuisines technological advancements and cooking techniques with your experience in hospitality and now as a teacher which you were at your culinary school what would be that one thing you would want to change and bring about a difference in the evolution in this evolution so in terms of uh, well i i travel a lot uh, i i i visit various kitchens and bakeries and i see systems i keep updated uh, i keep, i update myself all the time as to what's happening around me uh i'm very intuitive to to when i see new things happen that will benefit a customer or my my back end staff so uh, even before covid for example even before covid came in uh, we built my kitchen out here at, at need need and oh. uh, at need so we so we opened we were supposed the op- kitchen was ready in 2019 and december so that time uh it's a, it's a small kitchen it's a small kitchen but uh it had five washing a uh, sinks washing hands five in the kitchen okay which most kitchens may not even have one so that's the level of hygiene because i worked abroad my entire life i don't know what it is to enter a kitchen in in this country i don't know how systems work here so the system that i operate with i've always been with the same systems that i worked with in london or in israel anywhere in the world true so I don't know what uh, if you ask me the next step ahead. Uh, I don't know. I just follow the path that I know, and uh, I don't look elsewhere. I don't look at other people what they're doing. 
uh, it's well, well, most people have been trying to move towards really fancy food and these high end, uh, uh, high theme restaurants. And I, on the contrary, I'm doing something very simple. I'm just giving people simple food. Oh, That's, I love uh, <laughs> Yes. Thank you. So we do very, very like, but the focus again has been on ingredients. So I, I really kill my suppliers for good ingredients. I even tell them that like when people negotiate and say like, when you go to the bhaji market and you say, you know what, I always say that. And he says, sir, it's 40 rupees a kilo. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pay you 45 rupees a kilo. Can you give me the good stuff? So I work reverse Quality with my suppliers. Yeah. I tell them, charge me more, but give me better. So, True. I am um, sorry, it's just a totally different topic. I love your beetroot hummus and meat. Uh, the mushroom hummus, the flat breads. Oh boy, you had it all. <laughs> I love your food. So Thank I just, you. while talking to you, I'm just thinking about the food at need. So. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Amazing. Um, so, um, okay. and as a teacher, I mean, I think uh, while you said that, you know, you um, would not so in the future I was anyways going to ask you that do you have any plans after need and everything with the journey you have had and while you said that um, you know you're a kind of person who would listen to your calling and you don't know what's going to come up next so um, would that be something uh, which uh, you're saying now or do you have any plans after need do you have anything in your mind uh, because we are intrigued <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Um, would you like to say? Uh... I cannot share anything until it, it actually comes <laughs> up because uh, these things take time in terms of processes and thoughts. And uh, it, it's a way I, I'm very finicky at the way I do things. True. Uh, and... I, I, don't, I don't follow the norm. So, yeah, it's a little hard to do a few things. But yeah, in about, I would say uh, in about three months. In the middle of the monsoons, we'll have something to look forward to. I mean, in that sense, yeah. Something had, different altogether. I think all of us are looking forward to it then. But yeah, whatever your journey is, because we love need anyway. We love Moshe's. So what, whatever you come up with, I'm sure we are going to love it. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amazing. So uh, I'll go to my last question. Um, not just as entrepreneurs, but as individuals, we have the constant urge to grow. However, we have been taught and groomed to see growth as tangible results. And whereas we have explored different aspects, you have explored different aspects of yourself. Um, as an ex aspiring doctor pilot, one of the culinary legends that we look up to, an entrepreneur and a teacher. This, I feel, is growth. What is your take on this and what drives this constant zest within you? So first of all, I think the most important thing is that you need to be, you need to be humble in, in, in every format, okay? Now, uh, 
and large, in a large way, people are responsible for their own own selves being stunted. For example, and I meet uh, people in at the cafe out here, uh, and there's a mother, and then she say, "Oh, I like you to meet my son. Uh, he's a cordo of the chef." And I, just that word itself is has already stunted that guy. You see. When you pass out of Kondo uh, Blow, any of these things, you, you pass it out as, as a student. True. You don't pass up as a chef. Agreed. So the guy, the people that can actually really afford to go to these places are people who have a lot of money. True. Uh, and they feel that they go there, they love to cook, I'm sure. But when they go there, they, they feel that they Doing, by doing the class, they're absorbing the title. Now, when you absorb the title just by doing a class over there, of course, it already stuns you because you consider yourself a chef and actually it takes an average, an average of at least, I would say, six years, seven years in the hotel line to rise, to get that title at least of a junior chef. So, yeah. If you spend enough time before, I, was, I tell this to all the kids who actually want to go to catering school. If you spend as much, like after college, if you spend three years before, you'll have, say, six, 10 years of run ahead. If you spend eight years, you'll have 30 years. If you spend 12 years, you'll have run ahead means more to offer because you have that much experience. If you join the hotel line after college, you've got zero experience. And what will you offer? So you'll, you're shooting yourself in the foot at that age. True. So you need to be open. You have to be humble. You have to get down to, to actually uh, investing time. So if you, if you want to be, say, a photographer, for example, like you want to, or you want to, you want to make movies. What do you do? You do your, you get yourself your qualification, number one. Number two, you work under a whole range of different directors, producers. So you, you absorb, you learn, you, you hone your skills. And then after a few years, you, you have, you've actually bloomed. You've got that, you know, all the, the knowledge you want and the experience. And then you put all that into your thing and then show the world. So, I always tell that to people in my, the same thing with my field. Don't just do a, a short-term thing and get the, those titles or whatever, and then think that, okay, now I know everything. Because half the restaurants that open up here in our city are people who don't have the experience. They're not from my industry. And they have no clue what, what goes on. And how do you, even if you open a restaurant and you have somebody who can run for one year, what about the next yes. five years? You have nothing to offer because you don't have that back experience to change, to modify, True. to adapt, to learn. You don't have any of that. So True. always invest. If you, if you like this, this career that I am in, it needs a, a lot of investment of time. And it's, it's like grueling time. It's not money. The True. hotel lines are literally nothing. I would just... I was in the Hilton in London, though, yeah, it's really fancy Hilton, London. I had enough money for rent and uh, tube money, uh, and that's about it. 
literally maybe a couple of years. Um, that's about it. Nothing else. It was so hard. Um, so I think went on for many years. Do matter. Learning does matter for the youth. Learning and and go back to your basics. There's no there's no shortcut. There is no shortcut. So. I that's really true. And I'm sure that a lot of people, they, uh, as you said, that, you know, if they must have taken a certificate, certificate is not always important. It is important, as you said, that, you know, you have to experience it. You have to understand where you stand and you have to keep learning and exploring different dimensions of your field, which you have. So I think yeah, go 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 right like go don't don't think my dad's like he's got a business and he deals in like he can he exports a lot and he's like a big businessman and and I can open a restaurant tomorrow. My father says, well, "Hey, listen, you've done a course right now, right? Let me open a nice fancy place for you." And that's it. That's the end of his career, literally. True. He's got nothing. He's got nothing else to offer. True. I think uh, there's. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. And, um, you know, from a lot of people um, I have interacted with, there are very few, like, um, what is intriguing me uh, while interviewing you is that, um, you know, there are, while you grow, there are very few people who are ready to explore. Because when we reach a certain age, our mind becomes so stagnant yeah. that okay after this i think i'm settled i have to settle my life somewhere but yeah. while listening to you uh, of course by being inspired from you um you know you haven't stopped you you know there are so many uh, dimensions or spaces uh, which you're going to fearlessly where i'm sure that a lot of people would have that what next if I'm going to reach there what's going to happen to me and I agree. it's it's really very intriguing and um, I'm sure that a lot of listeners are going to be motivated because even I am motivated as an entrepreneur that you know even I don't have any limits to stop it's just everything in my mind which is stopping me so I mean that's amazing the equation is money, right? Like, what's your fear? Your fear is the money, right? Yes. And that's always, and then, and, and then, and then when you sit with some business guys on the table, they tell you, listen, we can actually, okay, yeah, fine, we agree, you want to spend this kind of money, you want to put in like 50 lakhs, but maybe instead of buying uh, teak wood uh, chairs, we can get other chairs which are a little less in cost. Uh, the, the kitchen, we can get uh, localized equipment. We don't need, uh, you know, an oven from, from Spain or whatever. So you will try very often to, to cut those, those corners over there. Uh, that is something I have never, ever, ever believed. And if people ask me, like, well, should, will it ever make sense to you? Like you're putting all this inside. Do you think at one day, will it ever pay you back? I've never thought of that. Wow. Never is even now what I'm doing right now. The next that I'm putting in so much of stuff into it, and 
it's okay if I get nothing back out of it. Wow. It's wow. simple as that. I think uh, I don't have any words. I ideally I don't have any words because there are very few people uh, who think like this. Uh, so I mean, this is very motivating and inspiring. This is one of the interviews which has. I'm sure that a lot of interviews have motivated me. But um, of course, there are different genres of people who you speak to and different perceptions of things. But uh, there are few people, very few percentages of people who can stop and start from the beginning fearlessly without thinking of anything in their mind. But just learning, exploring, and just having the bliss of doing things. And I think that's how all of us should inspire to be because that's what is beautiful. So that's amazing. Totally agree. <laughs> thank you. So uh, thank you so much, um, Moshe Sheikh. Oh, thank I, you. Uh, that is why people call you a legend. I'm sorry, please don't. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not a legend. I'm just, just no, Moshe. That's no, it. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, you're very humble and we can see that, but thank you mm -hmm. so much for this interview. Uh, because you're most welcome. It, uh, yes, it has been truly amazing interviewing and knowing about your journey and the different places you have been at and the different experiences you have had is okay. the most interesting part of this interview today. Thanks so much okay. for your time. I'm sure that you have a lot of uh, things in your schedule and you found time for God of Onions. So thank no, no, you thank so, you. so much. Thank you too. And have a nice day as well. You too, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you.